kickoff. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, now. Episode 16 Woo. of the Below Average Joe's UFC podcast. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And uh, happy first week of the uh, NFL season, right? Oh, yeah. UFC Center podcast, but we are big football guys as well. Who day? <laughs> you don't even have a team. I don't do have a team. Yeah. I got a fantasy team, yeah. though. <laughs> You've been trying to, like, uh, I remember when we were rooming together, you were trying to, like, kind of pick a team. Yeah. But I don't think you ever did. Nope. You were, le- you were leaning towards the Cowboys for a minute. My grandma begs me to be a Cowboys fan. My dad's a Vikings fan. So here I am just rooting on my players, on my fantasy team, basically. Yeah, yeah. But uh, today is a big show for us. It's the... First recap. episode, yeah, yeah, the week recap. six. Week six, man. Whew. And uh, this new era of the Below Average Joe's UFC podcast. Yeah, the first full week, yeah. kind of like. Now sponsored by Anchor. Yeah. So shout out to them. As always. And uh, I'm going to break down the results of uh, Saturday night's card, and then later on we'll get more into it. Uh, our main event saw Michelle Waterson defeat Angela Hill by split decision. Very close fight. What a fight. Great fight. They put on a show. Uh, Co-main, Atman Azetar defeated Kama Worthy via first-round TKO. He's good. (laughs) He ain't bad. (laughs) Uh, Before that, Roxanne Montefiore, the the ageless wonder that she is. The happy warrior. The happy warrior defeats Andrea Lee by unanimous decision. Another good fight. The women put on. The women brought it. Yeah. Before that, Ed Herman gets a very controversial Kimura submission win over Mike Rodriguez. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> and then a surprise main card entry. Yeah, they gave us six back-to-back. Yeah, I, and next week there's six, too. I know, it's crazy. Woo. Hopefully those all stick together, by the way. Oh, Knock on wood. Ooh, speaking of that, before you announce this fight um, uh, outcome, this was the first fight night that we've previewed that stuck together. No yeah, fights changed yeah, exactly. on the main Except card. one got added. Well, yeah, one got added. <laughs> so we still are yet to be able to just talk about <laughs> every fight on the main card True. and then recap every fight but on the main But if there card. are going to be changes, these are the yeah. type of changes. But we're... our man, Bobby Green, gets a decision, unanimous decision win over Alan Patrick. Loving Bobby Green right now. Tied for the most wins in 2020 with three right now. He's the king of the apex right and now. We, uh, That's what they yeah. called him. And we opened the, our main card with Billy Quarantillo getting a knockout. Win in the third round, seven seconds into the third oh, round, over quick. Kyle Nelson. One shot. So we'll break down all those in more detail later on. But first, it's time for the news. The news. And we had a little bit. Yeah, it's a, you know. It's a, Only so much comes in over the weekend. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty we, quick because we do news on it's Friday. A, yeah, and it's, here, a, it's a know. quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first things first, Calvin Cater being interviewed. He's uh, making a few headlines. He said that he uh, wants to coach on the uh, the Ultimate Fighter reboot. And who does he want to coach against, Dom? But the guy on your sweatshirt you're wearing right now. Max Blessed. Max Blessed Holloway. That's fun. It is. You know, I I may have been misguided in our previous episode when we were talking <laughs> about coaches where I was thinking of pretty much strictly... Champions and a number like one title contender. title fights. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was... Pushing mostly Diaz Mosby which is not a title fight, but like you know, yeah, yeah. Cute. But uh, that's not 
you know, that's not always the case with the Ultimate Fighter. It's not always just title fights. A lot of right. time, it's usually high-profile fights, though. So, what are your thoughts on this potential coach match? This had never crossed my mind until I saw the little tweet article about it, and I was like, hmm, I'm actually down for this. Yeah. Now, there's no rivalry here or hatred, but that's not always the case on the Ultimate Fighter, and I think that's a, actually a really big fight. Yeah, I agree. And Calvin, a fight that makes sense. Calvin Cater has been looking fantastic, man. He's uh, His last fight was uh, the main event of a fight night against Dan Ige. And uh, it was a great fight. Ige had his moments, but Cater just, you could tell that that dude just was composed. Mm-hmm. That dude went five rounds of war and didn't even... He looked really good. Didn't even look like he had been affected at all. And uh, before that, that crazy elbow knockout win over uh, Jeremy Stevens in our return card at 249. Yeah. So uh, Max Holloway, though, on the flip side, he just had those back-to-back title fights with uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Loses the first one, loses his belt in that one, mm-hmm. and then he gets the immediate rematch, Fight Island. Uh, yeah. Loses another decision, more controversy. Yeah, that one you could argue he yeah, did. That man. one was definitely a lot closer than yeah. the first one. So he's in kind of an awkward spot now where, like... Dana wants to give him another one. But it didn't, like... Some people want him to have another one, but then are, some people are like, eh. But then what if he wins? Then do they fight again for I mean, I've enjoyed time? both fights with uh, Volk, but the problem is that if Max wins this third fight, potentially, if they had a potential third fight, if he won... Then what? Do you give Volk <laughs> immediate rematch? Yeah, exactly. Because like, so he beat—he technically beat Max twice. I yeah. think you let them part their ways for now. Alex defends the belt against someone else. Max gets another fight. Max only needs, like, literally, he doesn't even need another fight. But let's yeah. just say, like, all he needs is one more win, and okay, go fight for the belt again. You know, right? And Alex will get a chance to f- train for someone else. That's not Max. Yeah. A lot Zabit. of rumors about Zabit, because uh, so, it's appearing uh, that card that Habib had put out on Instagram yeah. might be cursed, along with his fight with Tony, because you got the Ferguson Poirier fight that appears to be off, which we'll get into more later, and then um, that fight of uh, Zabit versus um, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, up in the air. It's very up in the air, because there's been some whispers mm-hmm. that maybe Zabit will be getting the next title shot, which I'm be very excited for that fight i think that uh this is a dangerous fight for max it is i you mean you know a stat i saw though that was kind of crazy what is it? max has never been knocked down yeah, in a that's fight, insane in a ufc fight when you really all look the at wars the, that he's like been in, think of that fight with poirier he had where that he was, was trying, the closest he'd been he, he like did yeah, a stump where he was trying to go up 10 pounds to become champ champ yeah well interim champ yeah but look damn good though God, well, that, that Poirier fight. looked fantastic. Yeah, he did. Poirier put a... I mean, it, look, it, um, Max was never out of the fight, and he was landing. It was a checks. very decisive 3-2, in my opinion. You I had it 4-1. One, one, yeah, so. and I, th- I think that's what the judges... Ha- I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. But ultimately, Poirier, a decisive win. Huge But it shot. was still like, like, man, Poirier was landing some crazy shots. And Max just eats it. Just eats it. And Max looked a lot smaller in that fight. Yeah, so that telling. made you kind of realize, like, okay, it was he's telling. big for featherweight, but not big enough It's just for crazy, because, like, in, in your head, you're just like, well, it's just a 10-pound difference. But, oh, man, I don't it know. Was, it was obvious that yeah. there was a big difference there. But Cater um, hits hard. 
Yeah, I mean, look at that Jeremy Stevens knockout. He had Jeremy Stevens in loopy land. Well, and it's like, how many more shots can Max actually take before he drops? That's you Max know, has been in war. Now we look back on Chuck Liddell and we're like, oh, we think of those knockout losses at the very end of his career where it was like, it seems like the he got chin hit. has to give in at some point. But that man had a granite chin for years. During his whole title run, he was taking shots and landing harder ones, and that's how he would get the job done. But well, Eventually, the chin has doesn't hold up anymore. You know what's crazy is we're saying all this right now. You know, worrying about Max and this fight's dangerous for him. He's twenty eight. I know, isn't that? He's twenty eight years old. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, like, man. I, I I almost hate that. That's like a statistic for him, where it's like <laughs> that he's never been knocked down. Like as badass as that is, yeah. and as much as that shows just like how good he is. I hate that because I feel like the first time it happens, let's say it's his next fight. It could be or, a triple, trickle effect. I think that as far as in the mindset of the viewers, they're going to be like, oh, he needs to retire. He's done. Because they just hear that stat yeah. and then they see that and they look at it as like a decline. Yeah. But really, like, I mean, it, it's going to like it's gonna happen more than likely. I mean, it's Hopefully not, just not yet. Yeah, you know, I'm... It's hey, crazy everything he's accomplished, and he's not thirty. When you're put, he's in, not in his prime. When you're put in a cage with another man, and you're told to just beat the shit out of each other for at least fifteen minutes, inevitably, there can be a time where you one punch comes out of nowhere and knocks you down. It just it, it happens. Right? And Cater has the power to do that. Yeah, that yes, would be. Does. People are probably like, "Wait, did this fight get announced?" No. no Again, this is a rumor. It's, it's it was literally just something yeah. in an interview and Calvin Cater, Cater wants said, to coach against Holloway, therefore meaning after the Ultimate Fighter would be done, the coaches fight each other. Yeah, that's, that's that why we're talking the about the whole point fight. is about them yeah. ending up fighting each other. But I think that would be cool though. Those are two knowledgeable. Max dudes. is a great personality. Calvin has always been a little more reserved than just kind of business. That part I think is where the UFC, from a promotional yeah. standpoint, would be like. Mm. They probably Max would, though they would love. That I think they would be looking for two guys with more of a contentious relationship, like guys that would be like drama for the cameras yeah. and stuff. Um, who knows though? I mean, this is a bit. It's the reboot for the Ultimate. Fighter, They're gonna so, want to go big. Yeah, and I don't know if this fight is quite big enough in the in the um, casual mindset. Yeah, you for, probably want to have a, some sort of champion. That's why versus... I was throwing out even something as big as Diaz Masvidal, just because yeah. it, it. I'm not saying those two guys would do it. Just saying that what bigger yeah what bigger comeback than that, right? I agree. But uh, more news to come on that, I'm sure, especially once we actually get announcements on the coaches and whatnot. But overall, definitely, I when you sent it to me on Twitter, I said, "You have my interest. Yeah, you have yeah. my you have my attention." <clears throat> so uh, moving on from there, we have a fight announcement for November seventh. Mm-hmm. Now is that a fight night? Yes. Okay. Diego Ferreira going up against Drew Dober. This the, is a fight that will get slept on. Drew Dober and we it, watched him fight at UFC two hundred three in Cleveland. He looked great, and I've been really. I remember I like just really liked him. The post fight interview, he just looked like this like cool, like confident guy, and he's really for the most part held up on that end. And he's he's surging right now. Both of these dudes are flying under the radar, in in Diego's ranked tenth in the most stacked division in the UFC. I mean, and I Drew, Drew Dover's sh- top fifteen. I'm pretty sure after his win over Anthony Pettis for Fajera, that was his oh, last he's, fight. He's ranked eighth. That's all. Okay, I was about to say that. I was going to go look. Yeah, I remember he was up at eight at one point. Drew Dober's fifteen, so this is a big risk for Fajera to take this fight because Dober is surging right now. That's a good fight. 
I'm very excited about it. Fajera, again, has not fought since January on the McGregor Cowboy card. Uh, Dober just fought... God, when did he... He just fought... It was, was one of the fight nights, maybe in Florida, or... Was it? Okay. Maybe it was on one of the papers. Oh, no, he fought loans. Alexander Hernandez. That's who he fought. Yeah. That, that was on one of the fight nights, I believe. I think... So. Dude, there's been so many I know, damn there's so things. much that's happened. We can't remember all of it. Yeah. You but, see one, two, three, four. You, you have a guy, Alexander Hernandez, who had gotten some hype behind him. Then he gets uh, starched by Cowboy, kind of comes back with another win. And then he has this fight with Drew Dober, a fight that most people thought Hernandez was probably going to take. Dober comes in and looks fantastic. Like, beats him up for two rounds, I believe. Both of these fighters are slept on, therefore the fight will be slept on, yeah. and it should not. It'll likely That's be a, a really good of fight. a fight night or a third fight of a fight night. It really shouldn't be that uh, that low. That This fight is great. Um, I'm very much a believer in Drew Dober, but Diego Fajardo, man... Getting that win over Anthony Pettis, a fight that he looked Yeah, in. that's who it was. It was yeah. Anthony. Uh, you know, Anthony Pettis has had his fair share of losses at this point, but you had that fight with when he was going into there with Diego. Anthony Pettis, the guy, the Wheaties guy, like the guy, he had much more of a name to him. Diego yeah. was this guy. I don't even know if I had heard of him before this. That I fight. couldn't recall a specific fight that yeah. comes to mind. And put he, it that he looked great. It was a great fight. It was the fight of the night on that card. And um, overall, though, we haven't seen him since. And not, you know, considering the current landscape we're in, I can't I'm not remember blame if he him. lives in Brazil or not. Um, but anyway. So that could be part of the reason. Um, my point uh, is that I don't know if, like, I'm not going to judge him for not fighting since because there's a lot of factors in yeah, play right yeah. now. But it's just we haven't seen him since, and that was a big win for him. So I. I'm kind of disappointed that we he didn't he wasn't able to get like a follow up pretty quickly and really yeah. build some hype for him because he definitely had something going there after that win but uh, went over Drew Dober would definitely uh, do some just another name some yeah and for Drew Dober that's a obviously the biggest yeah name that's I mean if, so if far, Dober yeah. being he just got into the top fifteen just a couple months he ago he could catapult in the rankings and then if he beats Diego I mean you're looking at him being in the top ten yeah number eight potentially. Yeah. That divisions. So I'm very excited for that fight. And uh, yeah, that November, just November nasty. 7th. Hopefully, we'll be getting some main event announcements for that. Just nasty. Yeah. And then our last bit of uh, news today it's a little bit of a follow up from our conversation on Friday about uh, the. Uh, wah, we were wah, looking, at it, <laughs> looking at it as the potentially canceled fight co main for 254 between Tony Ferguson and Dustin Poirier. Um, Saturday, the post-fight press conference, uh, obviously reporters want to ask Dana about this. Uh, Dana said that the fight is not salvageable. Yes, it is unsalvageable. They are looking for someone to fight Tony on, on the same card. Yeah, on which that is card. good. And I but can't, I'm like... And when, I, when you really look at... Who the hell wants to fight Tony on a month's notice? There's literally one person. It's Dan Hooker. There's no other person that makes sense in my eyes. For Tony... For Tony. Yeah, if I'm because Tony, I wouldn't even accept Charles Oliveira's fight. hurt. Right. And Felder's I don't think he would do that. Felder's not going to do it. And then you got, like, Diego. And obviously, Connor isn't going to do it because they're not going to put him as a co main. And he's also not fighting in 2020. He's retired. Yeah. Right and, yeah. There's it's, no. It's there's, Hooker or Oliveira. And, like you said, Oliveira's hurt. 
It's Hooker. And if I'm Tony, I'm not accepting anyone else outside of the top five. Yeah, I like the, the Tony. He already took a big enough risk look, fighting I, Justin. I understand so. the Tony Hooker fight is not as exciting, at least when you say it, as Tony Dustin, just because Tony Dustin was like, yeah. man. They're both coming off five-round wars and both losses. losses. So, so it, it does make it sense. Makes, it almost like, makes more sense than the Tony Dustin fight from that sense of like where they're at. Yeah, it still blows my mind that Tony and Dustin have never fought. Yeah. Well, okay, but it's done. I know. It's done. So now... But the fight could still happen. It's just not going to happen next month. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we see Tony and Hooker. Dan Hooker, man, that's a a tough matchup for Tony, too. Hooker's always a tough matchup. Yeah. He's super tall and lanky for that division. He could probably fight at 170, I'd imagine. But didn't he used to fight at... Didn't he fight at featherweight, or am I tripping? Yeah, he did fight at featherweight. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that he's like giant. Si- he's like six foot something. Yeah, like, he's massive. And for a hundred and fifty five pound division, that that's a tall ass guy for that division. So yeah, yeah there's I, no one else. I, I, there really isn't. And I know. mean, what? Dayush just had a fight fall out, but he's ranked eleventh. Do you really think Tony would accept that? No, there's no way. There's, I mean, Tony's crazy. <laughs> that would be a crazy ass fight. I mean, Tony's a madman. He'll do anything, but I mean, he took the fight with Justin and when he yeah, really didn't he had have everything to. to lose in that fight. Um, but I really like the idea of him versus Dan Hooker. I think it is going to be slept on compared to him and Dustin, but I also think those two guys bring the violence. Oh, that'd be a great that fight. fight. Would be great. Yeah. Hopefully. One of those, one of those guys will get be able to bounce back after a tough L in their last outing. So, be on the look. We'll be, you know, we'll be keeping you guys updated as more news comes out. I'm sure that they're going to get an official fight announcement here soon. Yeah, we're a month sure. out. Like it's gotta. If come. it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. But regardless, still excited for the card. I know that fight being taken off is a big blow, but it, the the card was stacked from the get go. Yeah, and they've I, got options. Yeah, but uh, that's the end of the news. Let's get into it. It's the recap, UFC Vegas 10. Yeah. Um, We've got one more to go before we're back to fight on. Yeah. So overall, uh, first fight, featherweight action. Billy Quarantillo gets that knockout win over Kyle Nelson. Third round, seven seconds in. Dom, break it down. This was a great fight. Yeah. A really good fight early on, especially. Starting round two, Billy started to pull away significantly, though, in my opinion. Uh, they traded shots on the feet, good grappling when it did go to the ground, but that was a very rare occurrence. Uh, it was really close. I had Billy up 1-0 after the first. His pace in round two was where it really showed, and that's where he, like I said, pulled away with the fight. Round two, he dominated. Um, his pace and output was insane. He landed the way bigger shots and controlled the clinch. And then literally the third round starts, seven seconds in, Billy lands a right, I don't even know, it, was a, it wasn't even a hook, a right straight, right to the freaking skull of Kyle Nelson. He wobbled and face-planted immediately, one shot, walk-off KO. Billy Quarantillo has won eight fights in a row now. He's looked damn good. Yes, he has. I, His coach said, at going into that third round, he said, you want to move up in the rankings, go finish this fight. He said, hold my beer. Seven seconds. Boop. I'm a big. I'm big on Billy right now because how can you I, not be? I saw him on the. I believe it was the card with Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns. 
Um, I believe it was that card. He fought uh, Spike Carlisle. That was a couple of names again. Spike. That guy looked like a Spike. Like, <laughs> I, when I hear Spike, I think of Spike Dudley from the yeah, WWE. Yeah, he does kind of look like him. Yep. Uh, but Billy and Spike Carlisle put on, like, a great fight. Billy Quarantillo ultimately getting the win there. And then you have this fight with Kyle Nelson where um, a bit back and forth for a while. Uh, Kyle Nelson had his moments. But Quarantillo, man, he just he gets the, he just went for the finish right away in that third round, man. It was just a he's one punch. Very out. good. He is very well rounded. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's I'm pretty sure he's pretty young too. If I go look at his age real quick, he's well, he's 31. So that's still prime. Yeah, I though. mean, and he was the uh, he is a former King of the Cage lightweight champion. I believe that's the same promotion that uh, he he was a lightweight champ. Yeah. For King of the Cage, that's definitely looked at as one of the minor league promotions mm-hmm. for the UFC. So, um, a lot of big time fighters in the UFC have started there. Uh, so, I'm I'm a big believer in him. He is 31, probably a little bit older than you might want for someone who's like just now a prospect, like, yeah. you know. But crazier things have happened, and um, I think uh, he's probably one fight away from getting to like a top 15. Yeah, I was going to say one or two more, and then give him a guy with a number. Yeah, you just said he's won eight eight in a row, so. Uh, no, I know those aren't all in the UFC. But Especially if he were to get another convincing yeah. finish. That's what I mean. Like, going out there and getting a knockout like that, like, put him to sleep in seven, shot, seven seconds. I mean, I know it was the third round, but seven seconds in, like a highlight reel type thing, that's going to get you – that's going to skyrocket you. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to his next fight. And Kyle Nelson is very good. Yeah, I don't want to – yeah, I shouldn't brush over Kyle Nelson here. You know, another tough kid that had his moments in the fight. Yeah, especially you know. the first round. Right. That first round he probably won. It his, was – I don't know. It was close. I had it 1-0 because Billy scored like a late takedown yeah, or whatever, that's, but yeah, it was true. a very good first round. Yeah, overall great first round. Great fight. Actually, yeah. before the main event happened, spoiler – this was going to be my fight of the night. Yeah. Um, but, man, they, those guys went in there and they, they brought it. A lot of people on this card brought it. It was a, it was a really great, good fight. For pe- again, people talking shit about the card because the main event. And I even said it myself. I said it's not a main event where, like level fight if you, like, if you just take where they're at in their careers. But those women came in and fucking shut yeah, me they up. Did, and they all, everybody brought it on this card. Uh, so I guess moving on from that fight, we have our surprise uh, main card fight between Bobby Green and Alan Patrick. Bobby, Bobby Green, King Green getting the unanimous win. Dom, break it down. Bobby looked good. Yeah, he did. He is looking yeah. good. Over, he's on a three-fight win streak now, all at UFC Apex. He is the king of the Apex. They were calling him last night. Uh, he controlled the grappling. He in round one he had over three minutes of control time. He dominated. Uh, round two, he controlled the grappling again and looked very, very clean on the feet. Very good head movement. He barely got hit at all. Um, I did note that he keeps his hands very low going into the third round. Just, you know, if, if Allen were to land one shot, I would say it's because Bobby kept his hands so low. Right. But he never had to worry about that. Um, in this fight, Bobby landed four takedowns. Before this fight, his personal best was three. Mm-hmm. So he landed his personal best in takedowns. Overall, though, striking was so clean. Head movement was so clean. He played it safe. He dominated. He landed the shots. I think he could have potentially finished in the third, 
but it wasn't like an outrageous like oh why didn't you go in for it he had him hurt but at the end of the day he played it safe um but he looked good dude bobby green three and oh in 2020 three and oh in the apex after a resurgence he yeah. at one point said he was retired basically yeah he did and he is having a career resurgence right now and he's still only 34 yeah he's, I mean, he's relatively young look Bobby Green, strike force uh, guy back in the early 2010s. Um, he comes over in 2013, starts his UFC career going 4-0. Then is where he kind of get, gets some legitimate like hype behind him. People are thinking this guy might be a title challenger with a couple more wins. Then he goes on a very tough skid. Uh, three straight losses, Edson Barboza, Dustin Poirier, two of them. Yeah, I mean. Um, not that those are like, you know, top, you know. It's, yeah. Again, those are great opponents, but you're still getting losses. And then yeah. he loses to Rashid Magomedov. So not a guy that we've heard much about. And then he has a draw with Lando Venata, another great uh, fighter. Yeah. That, but that was yeah. a fight Lando would have won if not for being deducted a point for an illegal knee. And then he gets his one win in that time frame against Eric Koch. I don't know. I ain't about to say it the other way. So <laughs> uh, he gets a unanimous one there. And then he gets back-to-back losses with Dracker Close and Francisco Trinaldo. So uh, that was as of November 2019. And then after that, man, he's been on this big resurgence. Yeah. Clay Guida, unanimous decision win. Lando Venata. Yeah, they ran it back. That was a really good fight. Unanimous decision win. And now Alan Patrick, another... I know those are decisions, but he's looked great. They're very decisive. Very decisive, yeah. But, like, that fight with Clay Guida, I I remember being really excited for just because it's two guys that, you know, are like... uh, Bobby's going to land clean shots, but he's not going to go in for the kill unless you're, like, really wobbled. He's he's very smart. His his uh, in-ring, in-octagon IQ is high. I noticed yeah, these yeah. past few fights that he's on. And his post-fight uh, speeches have been really on point, like mm-hmm. those first two on that streak he had. So, like, he's really starting to build that hype again that he once had. Yeah. Um, and he looked great last night. I Saturday. think he is deserving of a 15-14 and I And I think I agree. Just because I, he's been there before. Yeah, like, he's so. he's he's been there, done that, right? Yeah. So, who do you propose he fight? Now... What was 15 again? It's Dover, so he's booked. Right. 14, Cerrone, who's also booked, which we'll talk about this week. Yeah. I like the fight that you said. Yeah. So go ahead and let him know. Uh, number 13 ranked Gregor Gillespie. That's a banger. That's a banger. And Gregor is, uh, I don't think he has fought since the Kevin Lee knockout. That was a uh, head kick from Kevin yeah, Lee, right? Yeah, head kick. Oof. Man. Just a nasty. But I don't think he's fought since then. And that was that was on the card where uh That was his first loss. Wasn't Gillespie undefeated going into that fight? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Lee looked good. Shout out Kevin Lee. But uh that's really because then you go above Gregor, you got Islam Makachev who's booked. Yeah. Uh Benil Dariush is another one, but I think he's uh That's a little uh, that might be too high. Yeah, like then at that point you're getting a little too high maybe. I think that's a really good stylistic matchup. And a guy, again, Bobby Green's been there, done that. He's right. having this resurgence in his career. He's 3-0 and in 2020, probably going to fight again before yeah. the end of the year. Why not give him a number? Right. So, And there it is, because the other two are booked. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, and for uh, Alan Patrick, 
I don't have really much to take away on him, unfortunately. I mean, it was he's pretty thirty-seven much a, years it, old. It was a showcase for Bobby. Yeah, Green, Bobby for sure. just looked really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see him get back in there. Hopefully, one more time before the end of the year, at least. Yeah. He's been turning around real quick. He's not taking damage. No, he's not. That and fight. I mean, he's going to decisions, but he's. I mean, that fight with uh, Lando Venata was great, and mm-hmm. Lando had a lot of good shots. Uh, Clay Guida, same kind of scenario, but like he does, he's not really wearing the damage. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Sure, he's getting hit, but he's not really wearing it like a lot of guys. Like yeah. you know, you look at like the Diaz brothers where they get punched once and it's like cut yeah. and stuff, and that means you have to take time off. And, and in this fight, he took like. No, I'd love yeah. to see the stats because yeah, they mean, probably weren't even close. Yeah, it was a pretty much a dominating performance. I think he gets back in there November, December. Yeah. And now, our next fight. Yeah. This is, uh, we have some shit to talk about here. Ed Herman, uh, season three of The Ultimate Fighter alum. All love. All love. What a vet. We're about to shit on him. Well, quick. it's not really his fault. No, though. it's not. It's not his fault. Uh, He's a good actor. We're going to shit on his victory. He did, yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets a Kimura... Win three minutes, or sorry, two minutes forty-one seconds into the third round over Mike Rodriguez. Dom, break it down. So, let me just start by saying Mike Rodriguez is a beast. Yeah. His Muay Thai knees and elbows are nasty. Um, lots of clinch work in the first round. Bigger shots were landed by Mike. I had him up one zero. He had a seven and a half inch reach advantage. If I remember correctly, they said Rodriguez's reach is 82 and a half inches. John Jones has the longest reach in UFC history at 84, if I'm not mistaken. So this dude is only an inch and a half reach less than one of the greatest of all time. Now, the second round. Mike Rodriguez lands a brutal, brutal knee to the body. And then follows it up with another one that kind of just grazes. It never really landed anything. But the knee previous really hurt Ed Herman badly. Ed drops down because his body is literal pain. Like, he felt pain. And the ref misjudged the second knee that Rodriguez took as a shot to the groin. And let me just mind you that Rodriguez, when this got called as a timeout was going in for the TKO finish. Herman was done. It was going to be over. And the ref called a timeout because he misjudged the knee and he thought it hit Ed in the nutter butters. (laughs) Ed, of course, there goes to take the time because you get up to five minutes for a groin shot. He took four minutes of it. Rightfully so. He was in in pain. He was hurt. The fight was going to literally end. That that was, it's really upsetting. So that happened in the second round. Now, there's still like a minute left at this point when they resume action, and Mike nearly finishes Ed again to finish the second round, so he goes up 2-0. Mike dominated the second round. It wasn't even competitive. But in round three, they get to the ground, and Ed locks in a nasty Kimura. Like, it was one of the ones where you're like, I don't like seeing that submission because yeah. it just looks like your shoulders dead ass yeah, popping out yeah. of your side. I, I always cringe. Um, so at the end of the day, Ed Herman gets the win via Kimura submission in round three. That's three wins in a row now for Ed Herman, but it was not a win that should have happened. 
All respect to Ed Herman. Yeah, right? I mean, like it's not a, it's not on him at the end of the day. It's on the ref. Well, first, let me give credit to the UFC. They gave Mike Rodriguez yeah. his win bonus. Um, so shout out to them for doing that. Look, man, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't for Ed Herman in that situation because, um, on the one hand, he knows it wasn't a nut shot. Right? Like, he knows yeah. that. So, he could be, like, I mean, he's in pain. <laughs> oh, he was badly He hurt. was done. Yeah. I think. I think that was the end of the fight if that, yeah. if the rep is able to see that and let it keep going. But, um... He doesn't, so Ed's hurt. Oh, yeah. So that when he's given five minutes, on one hand, he's like, he knows that it wasn't a nut shot. So it's like, okay, maybe you, you know, if you're not, if it's just like one of those that like, it, it, like it hits, but it doesn't hit the nuts, then maybe and you're like still good. Mm-hmm. You can be like, no, let it, let's keep going. Like it's not, you know, have some honor, right, or whatever you want to call it. But on the other hand, man, like, you're pretty much done for right there. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? It's like, you almost can't even get the words out because you're in so much pain to be like, no, we're good. But, like, you can't even get up, really. Like, you're just yeah. done. Like, you're you're in pain. And, and Dana said he was literally asking everyone. He's like, replay, replay. Why are we not looking at the replay here? Um, That's what Dana was saying. Yeah, he's like, what? Why are, why are we not looking at the replay? Why is the ref not looking at the replay? It It sucks. Uh, I can't remember who the ref was, but it wasn't like one of the bigger known names. Yeah. But it's still a guy that doesn't make too many mistakes. Right. But this was a bad one. Yeah, I mean, I I think the way the UFC is handling it is fine. I think it's good. It's almost like they're both both these guys are given like a win in yeah. a way. Because yeah, Herdman was done, is able to continue after four minutes of rest, but he ultimately does get a finish win. Yeah. Like, ultimately, he comes back and finishes the fight. Like, if it had went to a decision, and somehow he got a decision win, that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, but he does submit. That's Mike probably Rodriguez. the good thing about all of this, I guess. But ultimately, you have to feel for but Mike But it should have never happened. Because yeah. Mike, you know, you have to wonder mentally. You feel like you just won the fight, and instead of winning the fight, it's like this big thing where he's given four minutes rest and then you're like yeah the ref came in for the timeout and mike literally was like timeout what do you mean timeout like yeah. what and i mean it it sucks so i think the ufc is almost going to book rodriguez as if he won um i know people have been talking about like oh try to get the 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 decision overturned uh but i don't think that's going to happen those uh fight commissions are very stingy yeah i don't know returning fights so it's very unfortunate um and Ed Herman's 39. Well, shout out to Mike Rodriguez, though. He looked like a killer. For His Muay Thai is nasty. Almost the whole fight. I mean, yeah, he got caught in a submission. And, you know, you wish you didn't see that for a guy who, like, when you want to be there and be like, yeah, yeah like, he was robbed, he won, like, the ref fucked him. But ultimately, he did get finished. They did confirm no injuries to the arm, which That's is good because it it was deep. I expect Mike Rodriguez to turn around pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I think he's going to have definitely a uh, chip on his shoulder for his next fight. I would oh, say yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe you get a rematch between these two. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that, just because I feel like there's a lot left uh, uncertain. It- I know. And I know. His post fight seemed like he's really nearing 
the end. The end. He's about to be 40 years old in a couple weeks. Man, that's crazy. He's on a three-fight win streak, but, like, he recognized, like, man, I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm getting older. I can't hang with, basically, these dudes anymore. Right. So, you know, shout out Ed Herman at the end of the day. It's not his fault. He did what he had to do, and he capitalized on it. It's a true veteran move. It is. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? But Mike Rodriguez is very, very good. Yeah, uh, definitely a guy who's bounced back after just three weeks ago. We were saying he was in a fight that if he lost, he might be cut. Yeah. He said, loser leaves the brand. And he has shown yes. anything but that he he has shown that he is UFC-worthy talent yes. by far. Uh, so shout out to him. But uh, moving on from there. Our, fi- our first woman's fight on the main card, Roxanne Modafferi gets to the unanimous decision win over Andrea Lee. Dom, break it down. They came out swinging yeah. in round one. I was shocked. Let me just, well, sorry, I don't want to, I, <laughs> I, I want you to break it down, but I'm just, I was definitely shocked at how good this was. This was a really was. good fight. I just didn't see these two ladies, like, just going in there and just swinging. Especially Roxanne's never, she's always been very, like, uh, fight IQ, technical, like, she'll grind it out kind of thing. She did that with Macy, the the Macy Barber fight. She wants to fight on the ground. She's not the best striker, but she has improved substantially from her UFC debut to now. Right. But Andrea definitely had the advantage in the striking department. Andrea looked good, like clean striking on the feet. Um, Again, they came out swinging. Roxanne did get the takedown in round one and controlled the grappling, so I had her up 1-0. Andrea, like like I said, she really let her hands go. She landed a spinning back fist in the second round, which is kind of wild, but she definitely landed the better strikes and the bigger strikes in round two. So I had it Mm 1-1 going into round three. And then again, Andrea was controlling the uh, exchanges on the feet in the third round and was winning the round. But Roxanne got a late takedown with two minutes left in the round and held top control. Andrea did reverse out and finish the fight on top with like 10 seconds left, but it was too little too late. And ultimately, Roxanne got the 29-28 unanimous decision. Tough for Andrea Lee because prior to this, her... Other two losses that she had coming in were both via split decision, which means a judge had her winning in both of those fights. And then in this fight, it was a clear 2-1. to one, But had the takedown not happen or she gets up quicker in the third round, she was winning round three as well. Um, but shout-out to Roxanne, the happy warrior, a women's mixed martial arts pioneer. She has been a pro since 2003. Yeah, that's crazy. 42 fights. She just keeps finding a way to hang around, man. I mean, you look at her uh, her record. She's def- like literally it. She's gone win one, lose one, win one, lose one for seemingly forever. Yeah. Uh, so she's, you know, she's kind of like a gatekeeper in a way. But um, I don't even want to say, say that about her because I feel like she's just a constant threat to anybody in these in these in this division. She's very like you said her fight IQ is obviously huge. Yeah. That and, seems uh, to she's be She's a very good grappler. It's always it always seems to be what what the edge is for her like yeah. when it's not usually like the the athleticism obviously like she's always going to be at a disadvantage there. Um, never really going to have an advantage as far as like striking. Yeah. Um, but she just finds a way to kind of grind it out. Sometimes, you know, you have the Macy Barber fight where, yes, Macy did 
terror ACL. But she was pretty much handi- handily winning that fight mm-hmm. up until that happened. So it's uh, it's very interesting to see where she goes from here. Um, Top I five. Think, yeah, well, uh, I don't know. She's ranked eighth. It has to be. Really? I mean, or 6'7", obviously, uh, but like... Yeah, I was thinking maybe... Who jo- is 6'7 in that I division? was thinking of JoJo, actually, number six. I know JoJo just had... The, they bumped JoJo back to six after her loss. Yeah. Line. That's a... That makes sense. And she's ahead of her, right? And then right? right behind Jo... Yeah, JoJo's six, because Roxanne's eight. Yeah. Number seven's Vivian Arruyo, who just fought like a week ago. Either one That's of those fights one. makes sense. Uh that might make a lot of sense. I just think, uh, I don't think you give her too high because, again, she's literally winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one. But she's just a constant threat, man. It's just, just when you, like, counter out, she just comes in and surprises everybody. And it was a great fight. Yeah. Definitely didn't see that coming from this one. I just didn't see That was it. my fight of the night until the main event. Yeah. So, uh. And then, on. uh, for Andrea. Oh, yeah, she's ranked ninth. Maybe you put her with it, the, this. Really, she's tough. on a three-fight losing That's streak, so man. Tough. That's so uh, tough. I'd give her like a Montana De La Rosa, who's coming off a loss as well, but also a really good opponent, ranked twelve. I might give her uh, Macy Barber. Well, I don't know how much longer Macy's out. Is yeah, the thing. I know. But that would be a really good fight. But Andrea has the skills standing up wise. She's only thirty-one. She's proven again that she can. Do, I think she needs to improve the grappling a little. But again, when you're going up against Roxanne, as experienced as they come, it's a little harder to get up off your back. She didn't look like a like a lost puppy on the ground per se, but there was a significant advantage. Right. But her striking's very clean, and if she were to improve the grappling in the slightest, I think she can get right back up to top five uh, contention. So. I completely agree. I, you know, these are tough L's for her. Three fight losing streak. You don't like to see that. But man, I mean, that's a tough division. Sure, there's a lot of names on the flyweight division that maybe go under the radar, including her own. Yeah, yeah. But you see the the talent level with her, and she's ranked ninth. And then you go one behind her, Macy Barber. You know the talent level there. Yeah. Um, and even so, like Alexa Grasso is still ranked in that. Like she's ranked 14th. Uh, Antonina's ranked 13th. Montana De La Rosa 12th. So yes. There's definitely options for her there. Um, I agree. It'll be interesting to see. Moving on from there, co-main. Um, this one definitely hurt me a little bit, but also, like, can't knock my man Otman Azetar for a a scary TKO over Kama Worthy. He is. I uh, I definitely was uh, over. Wow. I definitely was buying into the Kama Worthy hype a little too much, maybe because a minute thirty three in done yeah i want you to just give your thoughts break it down i wrote in quote this is literally what i wrote on the notepad i mean come on now dot 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 all caps so powerful and so explosive yeah otman could be a problem yeah he He is i mean one shot one shot is what it takes yeah now, obviously, he didn't, like, KO Kama with one yeah. shot, but one shot put him down, and he went in for the TKO. This is his sixth win, listen, in one minute and 33 seconds or less. Six. 
Half of his wins. <laughs> that's such a random stat, but like that's definitely telling. <laughs> he don't take no time. He, he really don't. It's crazy, man. Hotman. Undefeated, right? He's never yeah. lost. Whew. Again, now for him, I'd say this is another one or two more before you yeah, still crack the top Ultimately, this is 15. still his second fight in the Yeah, promotion. exactly. Now, it's obvious uh, he's going to be moving up pretty quickly if he keeps doing what he's doing. Because Conor yeah. Worthy, look, Conor Worthy, not saying he's a top 15 guy. He was on he a nine-fight win streak. Yeah, he was, uh, I mean, he just beat uh, Violent Bob Ross. Luis Pena. Who was another guy. He was guy 2-0 in the UFC. Conor uh, Worthy was. I about said Bob Ross. Who, um <laughs> Luis Pena, like I kept yeah. thinking Bob Ross in my head. <laughs> Luis Pena, he was a guy that was definitely working his way up toward the borderline top fifteen. Yeah. So um, this win definitely gives him, um, I think, one fight away because especially if he's looking like how he did here. Yeah. And then you have his previous fight with that just crazy yeah. knockout that made the guy one face plant. Yeah. Um, he looks. He's so intense. Especially if it's another first round finish. He's like, so intense too. Like he's a scary man. Yeah. And uh, Kama Worthy, another scary individual, just, uh, it was like one shot and it was just kind of done. Yeah. Kind of disappointing for him, but, you know. He'll be back. He'll be back. I think Kama's still very good. Yeah, I just think this is a guy that we're going to be talking about in the top ten here in about a year or so. Yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on that fight? I know we kind of, there's just not a ton of talk yeah. about there because we're, not really, fights we're in not, the really, first round we're not really all... matchmaking for these two. We're also... It was a minute and thirty-three second fight. Yeah, that was just so decisive, just right away. I mean, not much happened leading up. No, it was just a feeling out. Yeah, it was like a feeling out. One shot, done. Yeah, yeah. So I guess then that'll take us to the main event. And this is uh, there's been some controversy with this one. Michelle Waterson gets a split decision win over Angela Hill. Um, much of the MMA Twitter community has been calling robbery. Which I'm telling you, this is the boy. People who, are too quick to this call is that. The bo- this is the boy who cried wolf. That, that's a strong word. So many people throw the word robbery around. Yeah, just because a fight's close, you can't call it like a robbery. That's it's what I'm like, like this was like. Are you telling me like if any person a robbery is like if you, you're like? Now I will say, one judge did score at four to one for Michelle, which is ridiculous. That was. That's a bad score. Card. That's a bad score. Card. But you can't say it's a robbery for Michelle winning the fight. There's just that's ludicrous. That's what I'm saying. It's it's uh that forty nine forty six scorecard is yeah. egregious. Yeah, that's that's bad. Like I think it's pretty obvious it was two two going into the fifth. Yes, it's the fifth round that's debated. it was two, the most two two I've ever seen going literally into five rounds round. one two Angela Hill. Yes. By far wins those rounds. Three and four by far. Michelle Waterson wins it, obviously. And at one point in the fifth round, like halfway through, it was so back and forth. They showed the strikes landed. It was eighteen to eighteen in round five. Really? You, you could not have gotten a closer, more competitive fight. These women. This was one of the best fights of the year. They, so far. they left it all. Out it was there. so good. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun watching this one. Um, going into it, I did. I wasn't too sure, like what kind of. Like how good the fight would end up being, but man, these styles really mixed well. Oh yeah, because it was basically kind of how we thought it might happen. It just was better. Yeah, Angela Hill was pressuring. It was a way better. Michelle fight was doing some fight. nice stuff with the karate style and then the wrestling and whatnot. And yeah, you saw everything in this fight. You saw boxing, karate, it was kickboxing, so wrestling. Good. Like it was everything, and it, it 
it culminated in being a classic women's fight. Yes. Um, and I, I don't like that, you know, it has to be, deba- like, it has to be so contentious online with who won. Because I get it. Angela Hill's great. Like, I hate that this is another loss for her because, you know, she's already under 500 in the UFC. Yeah. But I don't think this slow... It's crazy that she's on back-to-back losses, and I still feel like she's, like... Her stock's the highest it's ever been. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because yeah. she's on back-to-back losses, but they're both, like... Again, I'm one of those people that says there's no such thing as a good loss. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's going to hurt her too much. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's against Claudia Gadella like, yeah. and against Michelle Waters. Yeah, and I mean, the Claudia one I thought was more egregious as far as... Like, I definitely thought Angela won yeah, that one. This yeah. one, I it was really tough. I think I leaned towards Angela. You had Michelle. Yeah. I think I leaned towards Angela Hill. You but could it, not have had a closer fifth round. But it wasn't like I was like screaming robbery. I just... Man, I hate when people just throw that word around because... Nah. When you're saying robbery, you're saying, like, there was no way that someone could pick the other fighter to win based on what happened. But that's not the case here. These women came in and brought it and left it all in the octagon. And uh, neither one of them should be, you know, well, for An- for Angela Hill, keep your head high. Oh, yeah. That she'll was, fight uh, again this yeah. year. I, she will. and she'll. She's a savage. Yeah. She uh, fights so many times. She's the most active fighter in the UFC since 2017. Yeah. She's had 13 fights in three years. The woman just doesn't stop. Has yeah. no quit. More so, fights in three years than Cowboy Cerrone. The guy that says he fights anytime, yeah. anyone, anyplace. So as for what is next for these ladies, uh, I think we'll start with Michelle because she was the winner. She's ranked number eight going into this fight. There's options here. I'm curious who you think is uh, so, next. So... Dana did confirm last night in the post-fight they're working on Wei Lee versus Rose. That's the fight we've kind of all been anticipating anyway. Right. <laughs> what a great fight. Um, so, Jessica Andrade is making her debut up a weight class at flyweight, so she's kind of out of the picture right now, who is number two. So there's a few options I see for Michelle. Michelle's ranked eighth. I'm assuming she won't bounce up any. At the Yeah, Carla's ahead of her, so she's not going to bounce yeah. up. So, she just lost to Carla, and Carla has a fight booked. So, she could fight the winner of Esparza versus Amanda Ribas. Mm-hmm. Or, I, she said last night in her post-fight press conference she wants to get the, the title as fast as possible. She's 34. Her prime, you know, she's on the end of her prime, and she wants to be mom champ, right? So, you got to fight people higher ranked to get there. There's one lady that does not have any fights booked. Right that I predicted to be the champ this time next year in that division. It's Tantiana Suarez. She's ranked third. Michelle's ranked eighth. Tantiana has not had a fight booked. She has not fought in a long time. Part of it's injury-related. Yep. She's had a lot of neck issues. And this is a fight that is intriguing because Tantiana, don't get me wrong, is dominant. She's definitely the heavy favorite in the fight against Michelle. But Michelle has very underrated grappling and... Half of her wins have came via submission. So she could pose a problem. And, of course, on the feet, Michelle's going to have the advantage over many people in this weight class because of her karate style, which ultimately got her the win last night. Right. I'd like to see her do um, either the winner of Esparza Ribas, but more, more likely, and I think the bigger fight, and a fight that intrigues me more, 
Bump her up and fight Tatiana Suarez. Undefeated, 9-0, and ranked third in the division. That's definitely, if she gets a win over Tatiana, then that definitely, you're, right back you're there. definitely talking title fight yes. after that. Because yes. despite her losses, uh, well, the loss to Esparza, you know, she... That's beats, a fight you could argue she won, just like Angela lost to Gadella, and you could argue Angela won. Yeah, I was going to say Claudia Gadelia is another potential matchup. She's ranked sixth. And that's not, you know, you're talking about. And she's getting ready to fight Zion Yan, who's yeah. number 10th. Yeah. So I, I get number it. Like 10. She's booked right now. <laughs> so 10. I think it definitely makes sense to book her and Tatiana. Tatiana not fighting in a while. It makes sense for her to kind of fight someone ranked a little lower, considering that the top of the heap is pretty much booked. Yoan is kind of looking. Yeah, you, I think Yoan might picture, be like... slowly transitioning away from fighting. Um,. Nina Nina is about to have a baby, baby yeah. so, so yeah. it's uh, it's kind of Tatiana's right there, man. That's it. I I definitely like the idea of that fight because for the other side of it, Tatiana gets a win over Michelle, who's one of the most well-known fighters in that. And division. then it's finally time for her to get the title shot. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> there's no one else. I mean, Wei she Lee, would be ten. If Whaley beats Rose, I'm still looking. Whaley might be looking at super fight with Valentina. I'm just saying. True. I'm not look. I'm not against Tatiana getting a title shot. I think I'd be very excited for it. I'm just saying that it may take longer than you're thinking, especially with the way things have been going for her and how it seems less frequent she's fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see though. I I don't know if Tatiana's still hurt or not. I don't know what her situation is right now. But uh, Michelle just fought at 249 and then she fought here so by the end of the year I could definitely see her in, or beginning of next year yeah I maybe December I'd lean toward the beginning of 2021 maybe January yeah, yeah. I, I think her Tatiana that makes a lot of sense that'd be great for that first uh, pay-per-view even or fight night headliner whichever mm-hmm. but yeah that, def- that fight definitely excites me on the other end you got Angela Hill ranked 13th kind of in a tough spot here um, she's back-to-back losses, but they're, like, so close that yeah. it's, like, they're almost, like, wins at the same time. It's, uh, it's so tough. I like um, the winner of the Dern fight that's coming up this yeah, weekend. I agree with that. Because McKenzie's ranked 15th and has a lot of hype behind her. Yeah. A lot of people love McKenzie Dern. Um, I think that's a fight that makes sense because the winner of that fight's going to be ranked because, mm-hmm. obviously, McKenzie is ranked, so if she wins, she'll stay ranked. I am blanking on who she's fighting, but she is an unranked opponent. But if she were to beat McKenzie, she's obviously right there in top 15-ish. So I would say that fight's probably the one that stands out to me the most. Or maybe someone like Atisha Torres at number 11, potentially. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. And that would be a rematch, because she has fought Tisha in the past. Yeah, it's tough with the women uh, that are very active, because there's less of them in these divisions. So like a lot of times you're going to find... Uh, Angela's fought like everybody, so yeah. she's inevitably might be rematching somebody. I mean, maybe the Verna uh, Jandaroba, mm-hmm. number fourteen ranked. She's yeah. sixteen and one. Yeah, I'd say. I think the McKenzie Dern. Any of those yeah. makes sense. If McKenzie Dern, if, if she wins her next fight, I think that fight. That's a big fight sense. for McKenzie Dern too. You know, that that's big both ways. Yeah. So uh, all in all, Angela the, does deserve a ranked opponent. I I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. And uh, with that. UFC Vegas 10, we closed the book. Another great fight night, And man. we move on to UFC Vegas 11. Look, woo. This could be a pay-per-view. This could be a if pay-per-view. You, if you put a title fight on this... This could be a pay-per-view. It would be a pay-per-view. 
I'm just gonna break it down now, <laughs> just to like get the names out there. There's 14 fights Saturday. 14. There's eight prelim fights. Yep. 14. We're finishing off strong in Vegas before yeah. Fight Island, baby. So main card. We start with Kevin Holland and Darren Stewart. <laughs> Dude, this main card is nuts. Kevin Holland, Darren Stewart, two prospects who are on the rise who look great. Then, Mackenzie Dern, Random Marcos. Random Marcos, that's who it yes. is. Then, Johnny Walker, <laughs> Ryan Span. <laughs> that fight's going to be madness. Hazmat, <laughs> Gerald Mirchart. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> <laughs> he just he just made even in a pay per view. You're about to cream your shorts over there, Dom. He chill. This is a fight night. Cowboy Cerrone, Nico Price. <laughs> Main event: Colby Covington, Tyron Woodley. Three years in the making. <laughs> this this fi- fight is long overdue. Hey, I'm about to say a hot take right here. This is the most stacked fight night I've ever seen in my life. It's buddy. It's up there. Most it is stacked. up there. There are four fights on here that if they had it as like the headliner. I would be like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> no, we'll put them all in one. We'll finish out all strong. UFC Vegas 11. Ooh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, even Mickey Gall was scheduled to be on yeah, this card, and yeah. he had to get pulled out. That's too much. And then if you go to prelims, Mursad Bektik's fighting yep. as the headliner to prelims. Yep. Jordan Espinoza, Jessica Rose Clark, yep. Andre Yule. Yeah. This card is stacked, Dom. I just I just had to get it out there because we when you sent me the picture last night of like they showed what the main card yeah. was gonna be, I, I nearly shit my pants. <laughs> it's insane, dude. I'm so excited to break this down. Oh, I'm almost yeah. as excited to break this down as I am for the pay per view a week later. Yeah, right. Like the, it's oh my gosh. This like, is big. Whew. What right. a way to finish out before we go to yeah. Fight Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh all right, so let me break down the rest of the week <laughs> yeah. for you guys. I'm I'm getting a little I'm getting a little. You light. skipped over Wednesday. I'm, and get, I'm getting lightheaded here. <sighs> so Wednesday, special video time. We're doing the below average Joe's top UFC fights of all time. We're gonna together make a top ten list for you guys. Yes. I think this will be great for you viewers that are looking to get more into uh, the history and the good fights. Like this will be a great video for you to learn more about the fights that we hold near and dear. In in the past, some of these we've done our own list and then compared and contrasted. This one we're going to make together. Yeah, and we're just going to... And we're going to do it in order. It's going to be the number one's the best fight of all time in our eyes. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Oh, we're doing it that way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, I got some thinking to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that'll be coming to you on Wednesday. Very excited for that one. This is like one for you guys. Uh, This has been requested multiple times. So just for all your support and for giving, you know, because of you guys, we got the sponsorship and we're, I'm in that video. I said we were at 33 subscribers. We're at 47, just less than a week later. It, in two days time, we almost hit 50. Yeah. And then, uh, Instagram, I believe we're at what? 30 Instagram. We're at over 40. Are we really? We're at 41 or 42. We were at 28. We were at 28. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild, right? Yeah. We've already gotten, uh. Uh, 10 plus followers on Spotify already yeah, since so. we announced that we just made the announcement so two this, days this ago. This is a video for the people. Yes. This is our first full week with everything out on the table Spotify, yeah. Google, Apple, Anchor, everything. And we're, we're, we're going big. Yeah. And then Friday, what better way to cap off this, this new 
the new, the new era. era. Yeah. <laughs> then with this card, Covington versus Woodley, hashtag UFC Vegas 11. Be ready. Be ready because we're going to be previewing that entire six fight main card. Oh. Hopefully, it all stays please together. Please stay together. Please, like just oh, please, please, just, please. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Dom, tell the people where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dcly14. You can find our below average Joe's Instagram uh, at below average Joe's underscore podcast. Be sure to visit the description if you're viewing this. Well, actually, on any platform. In our description, we've got all of our links. Uh, the donation link to do a monthly contribution to us to support uh, the podcast. We've got Spotify, Apple. Uh, the Anchor link. Again, if you visit our Anchor website, you can leave us voice messages. Mm-hmm. We can take those messages and put them in future episodes. We want to promote this more. We'll hit it home more throughout the week and the weeks to come. Um, but yeah, just look through all of our links there. Give us a follow. Subscribe on all the platforms, support us, and uh, yeah. Oh, you really nailed it there. Yeah, yeah. Laying it all out. It's tough now. There's a lot of links. Yeah, it's tough now <laughs> yeah. to get it all out there. Yeah. Uh, for me, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at ntbaker underscore. Also, my link in my bio on both of those yeah. is a, it goes to our link tree. Yes. Where you can find, like, literally, it'll be boxes with every link to yeah. our Spotify, the, the Apple, major yeah, platforms, the Instagram, YouTube, all of it's on there. Um, so go to that, go to that link yes. to find links <laughs> yes. to every yes, platform exactly. we're on. Uh, and with that, we're out, and we'll see y'all on Wednesday. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs>